Hello, everybody, and welcome to Double Take with Rick and Lori Fry. That's us. That is us. Every time. We get that. We get that. Yeah. That drum roll every time. We do. On purpose. Yep. So. It's good to be back on air. It is. We love doing this, and it's kind of fun to do it together. We, we sort of have conversations that we have at home. We do. And we have two pretty interesting topics. Well, they're very related. So yeah. this one and the next podcast. Yes. And we have some personal experience with some, <laughs> some, of, with this. some of this yes. as well. Yep. Um, go ahead. Well, something that I'm, I've thought a lot about and has troubled me is why Christians shoot their wounded. Mm. Gee, do they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> and it's not something new. Um, but you think our individual brokenness mm. would keep us from doing that. So why don't we not do that? Because there is a there's a scientific term for it. Is there? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Well, it's psychologists call it the fundament the fundamental attribution error okay i thought you were going to make something up and no, it was going to be funny no, that's a <laughs> that's, real thing that's not that's funny a real thing okay no um, i've never heard of that before when we explain our own behavior terms in um in term when we when we explain our own behavior mm -hmm. in terms of um let's see what would it call the constraints on us it is easy for me to it's easier for me to point out someone else's error, mm -hmm. faults, mm -hmm. mistakes, yes, than it is to look at my own, yes. And if I can find a way to make them feel bad about what they're doing, then it kind of makes me feel better about who I am, of course. Would you agree with that? I would. Would you agree with that? Yes, that, of course they would. Look at them. They're nodding. <laughs> They're all agreeing. Yes, that's true. We all do that. Yeah. I re even when my kids were little, I remember seeing other people's kids doing something and thinking, why aren't they spanking that kid? Why aren't they taking care of that kid? And then my kid would do the same thing, and I'd go, well... They don't know what they're they don't know what they're doing they're, they're just so they're cute <laughs> yeah so that's a little bit of the same thing well, your kids or yourself or your friends or well and it's not just constrained to ordinary people church leaders do it no do they yes they do huh. you're being sarcastic i am <laughs> and um, uh, how do you see church leaders doing that okay we're talking about basically a circular firing squad. Yes, we right? are. Um, they look at, they look at, they, I have some notes here. I look, I have some notes. And we're not talking just about leaders. We're talking about believers in general. Yeah. Sometimes we pick on leaders and it's, it's certainly not exclusive to them. Okay. Thousands of Christians mm -hmm. suffer from real emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. um, oh, more than that. Emotional pain depression, yes. um, anxiety, obsessiveness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Christian leaders blame that on um, you're not close enough to God. Um, 
or God, even to the extreme of God's punishing you. Or it's a result <laughs> of sin or mm-hmm. bad behavior. Right. All of these things, all of this anxiety, I feel like this thing is not working very well. I think it's working fine. Can you hear me all right? I can. Okay. I'll quit fiddling with it. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> so the question is, when somebody's suffering from depression or emotional uh, pain and obsessiveness, the question comes, um, well, actually, the other question is, are you spending time, are you ha- having oh, quiet time? Quiet time. Yeah. Are you having enough quiet time? Mm-hmm. Are you spending How much it- is enough? Well, apparently not enough not because enough. you're still dealing with depression. <laughs> you and, are. You're uh, depressed. There's uh, something wrong with you. Yeah. Or are you spending enough time in the Word? <laughs> the Word, capital W or little w? Little, little w? little W. Little W. Which to me is insulting. Mm. Or are, are, uh, <laughs> another favorite. Oh, I can't wait. Are you living with unconfessed sin? Oh, no. No. Yeah, so, what does that mean? So I asked the question, and, yeah. and I hope you have an answer. Mm-hmm. Me or yeah. them? Yes. <laughs> what is a fallen Christian? I A fallen Christian? Yeah. Well, I have my own opinion about that. Well, that's what I'm asking for. Well, I don't, in what context? And is there an actual thing, or what do we think that is? Well... We, we judge people mm. who appear to have turned away from Christ, mm. which makes them a fallen Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. no. I don't think so. Okay, tell me what you're thinking. No, I, I you know, all the verses about, like, falling from grace, yeah. I think that yeah. means we, we stop relying on Holy Spirit and start going back to tell me what to do and where's the list. Right. And I think that's what fallen from grace means. Because if you're a believer, you're a believer, and he seals you until the day of redemption. Or maybe you've made a mistake, or maybe you've questioned a leader, <gasps> or maybe you've gone at God has called you in a different direction, mm. and then you get labeled as someone who's turned away from the church. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't go to a physical church on Sunday morning. Oh, then you're a fallen. There, there you fallen. are a fallen Christian. Yeah. Which, mm. by the way, we don't. Yeah, no, we don't. I haven't. I just haven't found a church where I feel we're not looking. Let's be honest. Well, we did look. <laughs> we did look, and we found a church, but it was an hour away. Right. But we, you know, if if I mean, we're getting off a little bit. But if yeah. church is is meeting and with other believers and having life with them, we do that up here at Oneness every day. Every day. So we spend more time in church, if you want to call it that. And what we do up here is more like what the original early first century church looked like yep. than what you see. Yeah. So for us, it's not it's not for us right now. But I... Speaking for you and me, not right, everybody up right. here. So. so there was a time in my life about, let's say, 12 years ago, maybe a little longer, where I went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I was told not to come back to that church. The first question they asked me was, who filed? Well, that's important. Uh, apparently. <laughs> apparently. And I said, okay, why does that matter? Well, it does. Well, then I did. Mm. Well, then you're in sin. Mm-hmm. You are fallen. And I was asked to leave. And how many people are, are suffering abuse of one kind or another 
but they are the ones that tend to be ostracized yes. rather than the person perpetrating the abuse. Right. The victim gets ostracized mm-hmm. rather than the abuser. Mm-hmm. In, in, in my experience in mm-hmm. church, and I have to confess, I've done it. Mm. Yeah, me too. I have sat in judgment over somebody's behavior. Me too. I've lost a friend, friends over it, especially yeah. one in particular that was one of my best, very best friends, and I ruined it. I pulled the trigger mm-hmm. on several people that I was supposed to love. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I don't want to get into great details about something that happened recently, but there was a, let's see, how can I say this without saying too much about it? If you are in a particular lifestyle, you are not, (laughs) you might be welcome in a church for a while as long as you promise to change your lifestyle. Okay, you're talking about somebody who's practicing the the gay lifestyle. That, not just that. Yeah. Not just that. Yeah. Um, But even just unmarried people, you know, living together. Mm -hmm. Let's, because that, for some reason, that seems to be the biggest the biggest no-no in all of the sins mm-hmm. that's the worst so as long as you promise to maybe not live together anymore or if you see the error of your ways okay. and then you have all these hoops to jump through then maybe you can be a part of us and i don't see that in the way jesus lived when he was on the earth i don't see that at all yeah well this is you know we had this conversation one day and, and it was sort of an aha moment for me because we were talking about someone who that had happened to they'd been told to jump through all of these hoops and they didn't jump through enough of them well they jumped through as many as they were told except one except one and so because of that this person was still not welcome completely welcomed into this particular church the person could not become a member of that right so i was thinking about that and you know there are there are i don't think god thought up sins just to say here's a list of stuff i don't want you to do because i want to spoil all your fun Mm -hmm. which it's not fun anyway but i think he mentions things um that are not good for us some some ways of living are not good for us Mm -hmm. you know being drunk all the time is not good for us um i don't know gluttony always seems to get skipped over though doesn't it but anyway but in in being married in a a committed relationship is always going to make you happier than than not so my thought was, okay, well, some people, if they are in a persistent uh, lifestyle that's hurtful to them, would you, I'm going back and forth, would you want them to teach a class? Would you want them to represent? And I thought, you know, I'm having trouble with this. And then I finally came down to the problem is not with the person. The problem is with the structure of the church. If you were in the early church, that was just people getting together living life together, having meals together, loving each other, taking care of each other. In that sort of a setting, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter like it does, you can't be a member or you can't serve or you can't whatever, because it's the structure of the church that's the problem, not the person's life. You're talking about a church that has um, multiple programs. Somebody has to run those programs. Mm. You have a big Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got to teach those classes. So in a big church where all those programs exist and they're they're designed to bring people to 
that church. Mm-hmm. And so, as if you can't do any service outside of the church structuring the that's, service. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it becomes an institution. Yeah. And the institution, in in and of itself, fails the people it's trying to serve. Right. Because the ones that need it the most can't participate mm-hmm. because they don't meet a criteria. Mm-hmm. And the the early church the the was just a house group of people who got together and mm-hmm. worshiped God and they shared stories and mm-hmm. they shared ideas. And every once in a while they'd have a visit from Paul or Silas yeah. or some yeah. church leader. And, but he wouldn't take over. He would participate. He would. Yes. And he would teach what he knew. He would teach what he knew. You know, elders were called elders, not because they were an elected thing. They were because people just automatically recognized them as this, this, gentleman knows a lot this woman knows women were elders too yes that's knows right. a lot yeah but so i mean if, if you're doing and i've been a part of a house church before if we were having a, a church like that a, a service if the church was meeting if the christians were meeting in that sort of a setting would it matter if somebody was in a gay lifestyle would it matter if somebody was living with uh, someone else and not married it wouldn't they would still be your friends that you loved them and they would still be included yes But that's not what happens. In an informal house church, you don't ask for resumes. Mm. You don't do... A checklist. A checklist. You don't do background checks. You don't vet them. And there are no titles. You don't have to worry about putting somebody in charge of something because nobody was in charge of anything. Right. It was Holy Spirit-led. So, you know, we remember that time we went to... uh, See, I want to be careful too, but we. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. We 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 were at a uh, yeah. events center, and one of the people that worked there started talking to us, and he was just a really nice young man, and and he's you know we he found out that we were believers and blah blah blah. We were just talking to him, and he said, and he and he said, well, you know, I'm 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 a believer too, and he said, and I'm also gay. We embraced the. Man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what should we do? Say, well, I'm sorry, but that's not possible. You can't, you have to renounce. No, he gets to find his own way and listen to God just like we do. Mm -hmm. And I I know that we've spoken to to believers that for some reason believe that you can't be both. You know? Well, okay. I spent a good deal of my life uh, in an addiction mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) <laughs> an addiction is a thing yeah it's a okay. thing but i mean it was porn you said this before i know i've okay yeah i've said it before mm-hmm. and god did not cancel me because of that no he loved you out of it he didn't loved he? me out of it mm-hmm. as a matter of fact there was a time when i would pray i said god take this take this away from me i hate it take it away and what i heard him say in that moment is no you're not ready mm. he could have done it instantly but I was not ready to believe that I was free. Mm-hmm. That in Christ, I was free. And even if you're participating or even if you're practicing this addition, addition. <laughs> oh, not again. We're not going to start with the spelling problems again, are we? Addiction. <laughs> Freedom from addition. Yes. It was amazing. <laughs> what a, what a load. Math. What a, what a <laughs> big number of stuff was lifted off of me. <laughs> Back to but, Jesus, yes. But, but the freedom exists, and it's not, it doesn't depend on what behavior you happen to be involved in. 
And shame does not help. And what you're doing when you limit people and you say, you, you're saying you don't live up to what you're supposed to live up to right. because you're doing this awful thing. Yes. So shape up. So that really helps. I mean, this particular person that we were talking about earlier was not allowed to, since they weren't allowed to become a part of this church, this person quit going. Yeah. And 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 his family wants him to go and i was and i'm wondering why would he want to go to that i wouldn't want to go to that nope. where where you know who did jesus hang out with sinners yeah that's what the, and he was judged for it yeah they would have shot him <laughs> but instead they hung him on a cross well they didn't have guns they didn't it. have guns okay they would have stabbed him okay whatever yeah. but the but the point is you know and let let's just for a minute let's go to why are certain sins worse than other sins why is adultery or gay lifestyle or why is that worse than lying to somebody why is why is alcoholism not quite as bad why is gluttony i mentioned that again why is that not covered at all because that's in scripture too so then you're in the place where you have to judge each other so let me ask you a question Mm. is it a sin to drive over the speed limit maybe (laughs) (laughs) i'm not insinuating (laughs) that you drive over but you're technically yes you're breaking the law breaking the law yes so So, we shouldn't be in fellowship or take communion yeah oh there's another one so you bring your bucket of sin to the (laughs) altar I hate yeah, that. I, I can't do tell too. You I, I mean, Jesus that. said, do this in remembrance of me, not in remembrance of all the rotten things you've done. Yes. And when it talks about eating in a worthy manner, that is totally taken out of context. Yep. It was that particular church that was behaving badly. Mm-hmm. had nothing to do with sin. Nope. So anyway, that's just a rabbit trail. So we shoot our wounded. We yeah. have women that are that are in abusive marriages and they are told you can't leave because God hates divorce. And so they are continue to be abused and while they try to tell her to try harder and pray harder and be more submissive and all that sort of stuff and what does that do does that that wounds her more yes or him if it's him and so we're judging each other and so i think you called it a righteous hatred yeah it's a righteous hatred you know i'm righteous you're wrong and so we treat each other badly and say you don't measure up you don't measure up. It, God is not about behavior. And that justifies me canceling you mm. because your behavior doesn't match up to what I think it should be. So there's a cancel culture in Christianity as there, well. There is. They will cancel you yeah. until you get right with God. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that what even does that mean? mean? Right with God. And you know, we're counselors mm. and I, every... I, I would say about every man I talk to, mm-hmm. listen to, always says, I want God to be number one. <laughs> it's not just men that say that. And I'm going, who mm-hmm. put a numerical order on this? Mm-hmm. God is not number one. He is life. Yeah. There's no numerical order. Well, um, I, I've been putting my wife number one in my life. Yay. <laughs> that's, way, that's, that's the way it ought to be. I'm just saying. That's the way you get a happy marriage. Yeah. But it's not about a numerical order. It's about mm-hmm. meeting her needs. It's about loving her with the same love God loves you with, which means you allow God to love her through you. Mm. 
It's not about God being number one. Please stop saying that. <laughs> Jesus first, others second, yourself last. That's that just, gives you joy. That is unadulterated hogwash. Oh. It's hogwash. Yeah, it is. Jesus is life. Yeah. And he lives in you, and you can't chase him out. Mm-hmm. You cannot send Jesus out of you. You cannot send Holy Spirit out of you. Now, you can turn your back on them. But I, you can't if he's inside you. You can't turn your back on well, him. Well, you can ignore him. Let's say it that way. For a while. For a while. And I've done it. You can try. <laughs> yeah. I've done it. But I've he's e- relentless. He is relentless, and he does not give up, and he does not go away. But we don't give each other that grace we do not we do not and we don't also when we're telling people that they don't measure up like i said first we're we're making it about behavior Mm -hmm. which is misplaced it's not about the behavior it's about what's underneath the behavior because we're counselors and we know this stuff but we we are we are the judge we are using judgment and we are not the judge we are also trying to make people conform we're trying here's what's wrong with you and here's what you need to do to fix it and i'm going to help you fix it and i'm going to be your accountability partner that's your favorite thing you know, the accountability partner just somebody else to lie to pretty much yep. and it's not on us to change anyone i mean like rick said we, we counsel we don't um fix people we don't give them a list of things to do we tell them who they are and you want to know why we don't fix people because Jesus already has. Mm-hmm. He fixed us at the cross. Our contribution to this is to believe that. Yeah, and understand what that means. And understand what that means. And that's a part of the process of learning to understand that you are completely and totally sanctified. Mm-hmm. Sanctified. Ooh. I want to tell you that you're <laughs> sanctified. <laughs> And where do you read that? <laughs> In the Bible. There you go. Oh, Pat will be happy. Yeah, she'll she be loves happy. Pastor Rick. <laughs> he because, shows up every now and then. Because the Bible says <laughs> that you're sanctified. Does it? Oh, I should st- okay, you no, should stop. stop. You should stop. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> For a minute or two. For a minute or two. One of my favorite stories. How are we doing on time? I don't want to. Uh, we're 20. We're good. We're good. One of my favorite stories, and it just became this recently, was the woman caught in adultery. And it's from John 3, John 8, verses 2 through 11. And I'm going to try to read this. Um, and early in the morning, Jesus, he came into the temple, and all the people came to him and sat down, and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman taken in adultery, standing her in the midst. Mm. This is probably a woman who was not clothed. Mm -hmm. They pulled her out of a bed and they brought brought her to the temple and they stood her in the midst of all of these people Jesus was teaching. And um, they said to him, teacher, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Mm. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. You then, what do you say? 
They thought they had him, didn't they? They said this, tempting him so that they might have reason to accuse him. Mm. But bending down, Jesus wrote on the ground with his finger, not appearing to hear, not listening to him. Mm. But But yet he drew their eyes off of her and onto him. him. He was protecting her even then. Yep, good point. Thank you. But they continued to ask him. He lifted himself up and said to them, Who is without sin among you? Let him cast the first stone at her. Mm. What compassion. (laughs) And then... Um, again began bending down and he wrote into the ground. Now there are people who were saying he, he was writing sins that he knew yeah. this, but you know. Who knows? Who knows what he was writing. We'll ask him one day. And hearing and being convicted by conscience, they went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, at the oldest until the least. Hmm. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. And standing back up and seeing no one but the woman, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are those, where are the ones who accused you? Did not one give judgment against you? And she said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I go and sin no more. When I read this uh, hundreds of times, I thought, Really? You think she's going to go and sin no more? <laughs> Or else she's going, oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. I don't, uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a pretty heavy burden to put mm-hmm. on somebody. But then I studied the original language. And the original language says, then go and enjoy your freedom from sin. Huh. Yeah. What an amazing thing for, for, for him to say. Go and enjoy your freedom we are free. It is for freedom that, well, the Bible says liberty, but I like the word free. It I like is them both. For freedom that Christ has set us free. Which of us can cast the first stone? Mm-hmm. But we do. Mm-hmm. I remember reading something that said, if, if the God of the universe who has every right to condemn you chooses not to, then why do we condemn ourselves and each other? Yeah. He certainly didn't, he didn't bring, I mean, she knew, she knew she was, she must have been mortified. She, she had, to, she was. Yeah. And of course they, you know, there's all the talk about it was a setup because where was the guy? Yeah. You know. Exactly. I mean, yeah, was he I, not fortigating as well? Uh, was he not adultery, I, I committing have, adultery I as have, well? I don't see how he couldn't have been. Yeah. Why weren't they both there? Mm-hmm. But Jesus never went up to somebody and said, you're a dirty, rotten sinner. In fact, the only people that he actually confronted were the Pharisees, were the religious leaders. And he confronted them with their hypocrisy, but it was to make them see. I don't think he, I don't think he wrote them off either. He he said in in John 3, 16, well, after the Godzilla of the world that he sent his only begotten son, he said, I did not come to judge the world. To condemn the world. To condemn the world. Yeah. I came to set it free. Yeah. We are free in Christ. When you say yes, mm-hmm. when Jesus finds you, when Jesus pursues you, when Holy Spirit says to you, will you believe this? And you say yes, 
the sin issue is resolved forever. It is no longer an issue. They are all forgiven. Past ones, present ones, and future ones. And your heart becomes such that it's not, don't want it anymore. Sometimes we do, but in general, we don't, it doesn't fit anymore because he's changed your heart. You have the new heart that they promised in Isaiah. Yes. They removed the heart of stone. Which represents the Ten Commandments and the law. And the law. And gave you a heart of flesh. Yes. That's sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yes, that hears the Father's voice. So, well, go ahead. No, no, no. You had, your face was like, you had something. If I don't, if I interrupt you, you won't no, remember I'll, what you were going to say. I'll remember No, this. go ahead, because I already forgot. Uh, so have I. <laughs> I want you to hear this. You, Romans 8.1, Romans 8.1, mm-hmm. the beautiful verse, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ or for those who Christ inhabits. Mm-hmm. It's the same, yeah. It's the same. Mm-hmm. There is no, therefore no more condemnation. The sin issue is resolved. Mm-hmm. You are free from your sins. Now, there are those of you who are in have are, are in addicts live in an addictive pattern lifestyle and and you suffer with that. You struggle with that. But you in Christ are free from that. I'm seeing a guy right now who is really struggling. And you know don't struggle. If you, he says, well, I still smoke marijuana. I still, I said, okay. And? And? (laughs) It's not the best for you. No. It's not God's best for you, but it's where you are. Mm -hmm. And God still loves you with the same love he has for his son. He does not, he does not keep records no. He does not keep an account of all the stupid things you do. He's too. We do. We do. We do. Not you. We. All of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not just the two no, of us. No. no. Because he's too busy loving us. Yeah. When in the life of Christ, he loved people to to his love changed their lives. Yes. We might want to take a lesson from that. Yes. It doesn't mean you ignore things, but you have to. I mean. If you have a relationship with someone and Holy Spirit gives you the opportunity to, to speak to them about something that you see as harmful, well, then then you do it. But otherwise, you don't. Otherwise, you don't. You just love them. And if they are in a destructive pattern, you get the opportunity to, to stand with them. Mm-hmm. To stand with them and love them and be with them and encourage them. And it's with that love that healing comes. Yeah, and when you when you see stop shooting each other. <laughs> Holy cow. Holy cow? Okay. Holy mother of Jesus. Oh. <laughs> don't say that. Okay. Now, when you, you know, we're going to get into this more in the next podcast yes. here, but um when you see people 
Christians getting in the face of other people and telling them what dirty, rotten sinners they are, <laughs> you're not really going to win any of them to Christ. Well, and, and most of the time when somebody, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying that's, that's a little bit on the next podcast, yeah. but, but, but being judgmental does not help. It doesn't. Judging people doesn't help and it's not your job. And the one thing God does not use mm-hmm. when in dealing with us is shame or guilt. That's too. The two things God does not <laughs> use <laughs> when dealing with us is yes. shame or guilt. Yes. We use it all the time. Yes. Shame on you. Not you. Good. Shame on somebody. <laughs> They shouldn't no. do that. Shame no. on them. No, don't shoot on yourself. Yes. Don't shoot on them, no. Yeah. So. Anyway. Um, are we going to talk about online stuff? Or are we gonna We're going to save that for the next one. All right. So. I like that. Oh, that's loud. Well, it needs to be because it's beautiful. I know. It's lovely. So, that's part one of what we want to talk to you about. We have some other things related to this for the next one, so... Stop being mean (laughs) to each other. Love each other. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're a weenie. Doesn't mean you're a weenie. Doesn't mean you can't be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. But do it in love. Yep. So there you go. There you go. Thank you for listening and watching.